Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now, here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Justice, and thank you for tuning into this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Today, we have Patricia Lizaraga, and she is the managing partner of Hypatia Capital. Hi, Patricia. Welcome. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Thanks Um, for having me. Yes, of course. I know we've been trying to get you on this for a while, but you were busy creating something we're going to hear all about today that's helping the ladies and putting money in their pockets. So thank you. And I'm glad that we finally got this opportunity. I'm so happy to be here and it's taken us a while, but the, the journey was no, it's worth all it. For, it's all for good because I'm excited. So let's just start and get into it. You know, what is, what are you doing and, and what is this, uh, this big product that we were, we were waiting for the reveal? Sure. So on January 9th of this year, Hypatia launched the Hypatia Women's CEO ETF. So we launched an ETF. It's publicly traded. You can buy it on trades on the New York Stock Exchange. You can buy it in your Schwab account, Fidelity account, where if you have any um, Robinhood, et cetera. And what this ETF does, it well, let's invests- Let's go back in- for a second, just in case people don't okay. understand ETFs and, and get into like a little bit of what that sure. is. Yeah. So an ETF is basically a traded fund. So it's a it's a fund that has, in this case, a 130 stocks in it. And you can buy it and sell it every day. So, and I would say it's in that sense, it's different than investing in a startup or in venture capital where you put your money in and you can't take it out for a decade. Here you invest. And as soon as you want the liquidity back, you can get the liquidity. You know, it's, it's a liquid publicly traded fund. So that's one of the big benefits of ETFs. The other benefits of ETFs is that it's available to everybody, right? ETFs come in denominations that are quite small. Our one share of our ETF right now is about $27-ish. So you can invest anywhere from $27 to $27 million. And um, we're happy with both. We think there's a place for both of those investors. So what made you start thinking about this, right? It's the first of its kind ETF. So first of all, what is in the ETF? What do we invest in? We invest in all American companies that have a female CEO from small to mega cap. So that means that every company in the United States that's publicly traded and has a female CEO is in this fund. So you can invest today in every single female CEO out there. And you can support her and show that you are like behind her and backing her because she's the CEO of a company and we... You know, as we've all read, there are more CEOs named John than female CEOs in the Fortune 500. Exactly. But the, the real important part of this as well is that women CEOs outperform. Right. And we've had this thesis for over a decade, but it took us a very long time to figure out how to prove it and how to make it investable. And so Hypatia's thesis is that women CEOs outperform. 
And the question is why? Why do they outperform? Our investment thesis is because, as McKinsey tells us, there's so many barriers, institutional barriers to advancement that for women to get to the CEO spot, they have to be so much better than the average CEO, which is male, right? Because 90% of CEOs are men, over 90% of CEOs are men. So she has to be so much better that if you could somehow isolate that female factor, you will, you should get alpha. So it took us a decade to figure out how to really isolate that female factor. And when we finally figured out how to do it, it took us, you know, another, another bit to actually get it done because uh, it was, again, it's the first ETF of its kind, but we did it. We did it on January 9th and, and it's exciting and it's performing well. Amazing. And so like get into the details of it. Let's say, you know, a woman leaves her job as a CEO. What happens? We sell, well, we rebalance every month. This is an active, this is an active portfolio. There's nothing passive about what we're doing. So basically CEO leaves in the middle of the month, we sell that stock and rebalance. We rebalance every single month. And, and what we do when we rebalance is we make sure that we're still isolating the female factor. So we're going to give you a couple, I'll give you a couple of examples of what yeah. we had to do. So, so for example, you know, we have companies that are really big in our portfolio, things like Oracle, right? Female CEO, AMD, you know, female CEO, CVS, right? female CEO, Citibank, UPS. But we also have some very small companies that are six, $700 million in market cap. So how do we make sure that we're not that we're not solving for size? And the right. way we did it is by equally weighted. So in theory, you know, and then I'll explain the second part of this in a minute. You know, Oracle will have the same amount, same weight in our portfolio as a small tech startup that's at you know eight hundred million dollar market cap. So we're not investing in size. If you think about the S&P 500, the S&P 500 is a market-weighted index. And that's why the largest companies are the biggest holdings. So we made it equally weighted, but we also made it industry neutral. And this is really important because there are certain industries where there's many more female CEOs than there are in other industries, right? So the thing about consumer discretionary, things like apparel, home goods. There's more women in those industries than say energy. Mm-hmm. So unless we adjusted for industry, we would have a situation where we really have a consumer discretionary fund, not a woman fund, right? right? Because that's where there would be most of our CEOs. So what we did is we said, we're going to match our industry to our benchmark, right? So if the benchmark, give you an example, the benchmark, and we're benchmark against the Wilshire small cap. So if the benchmark has 6% energy, but we only have three women CEOs that are CEOs of energy companies, they will get, in a, in a portfolio where there's 100 stocks, 2% each right. instead of 1%, but it would be their normal weighting if they were right, 1%. Right, right. right. So and in the same way, if we have, say, if consumer discretionary were 20%, it's not, it's less, but if we were 20% and we had 40 CEOs in a hundred stock portfolio, each of those CEOs, instead of getting 1% weighting, that company would get a 0.5% weighting 
And that way we adjust both for industry. So we adjust for industry. And then within that industry, everybody gets the same allocation. Right. I mean, no. very complicated, some math situations here. But at the end of the day, what you're saying is when women are CEOs, they outperform no matter what the industry and no matter what the sector, right? No matter what. Yeah. yeah. Um, or how big. Just say what market cap means. Just so people, I just want the market to market really cap understand. is market cap is how much a company's worth basically right. on the stock market. So it's the amount your the amount of stocks you have by the price gives you the market cap. So for example, you know, I think um, Oracle's probably close to a couple hundred billion dollars market right. cap, right? So that would be large, mid, and small cap. So we invest in mega, large, mid, and small cap. Okay, got it. Although there are no women CEOs in mega. There's no women CEOs in mega? Depending on how you define mega, yeah. Basically, there's- Is it Oracle though? If Oracle's not mega? But again, it depends. If it's a, if it said that, it depends. It but right. yeah, they're in it. That it depends on. It depends also what's going on in the market. But right. let's put it this way: it's zero to you know zero to a couple. Right. <laughs> and how do you define the difference between small and mid and large? So you know, it's really interesting because each of the index indices define it differently. Mm. So we are defining micro cap, which is where we don't invest, is five hundred million dollars. So okay. any company that's worth less than $500 million and trades on a stock exchange, we think is too small and volatile for our index. And it might end up that we end up having something that isn't isolating the female factor. Right. It has to do with, with volatility that, that's attached to the smaller stocks. So, no, it's so interesting that, that you're doing it this way. And we've always heard that women don't perform when they're CEOs, et cetera. So you've been trying to do this for, would you say, 10 years now? You know, I think I got the, I founded Hypatia 15 years ago and right. I was an investment banker. And I, the reason I went out and did my, tried to, you know, started my own investment bank is because my clients were CEOs and CFOs, right? I was a coverage yeah. M&A banker. So every once in a while, I'd have a female client and I would just be wowed. I'd be wowed by what an amazing person she was and how good she was. And then they were always these outperformers. And I just started thinking, wow, I want more clients like these, right? And I counted them up. I looked at the Catalyst research and I said, you know, there's hundreds, if not thousands, there's thousands of women that could be my clients. Right. Thousands of women of successful executives, not CEOs, CEO level women that I could you know, help in, in what I thought was our business plan. So right from the beginning, Hypatia did have the theory that women outperformed. And that's 15 years ago. But we only really started seeing some data on women CEOs about 10 years ago. Right. And then I, I think somebody at a firm called Quantopian did an exercise of what would happen if you invested in women. And it was different algorithm that we created, but, you know, it also showed outperformance. And then we continued to believe that that this at the time Hypatia was more involved in private equity and MA. So we weren't involved in asset classes that you could isolate the female factor. And it was about six years ago that we started saying, okay, even though there's so much research, we're not sure that the market believes the research. Right. And the market is not investing in this research. We need to make a product that absolutely definitively shows that the research is correct. And guess what? If you want, you can put your money at this. 
Exactly. And so then we we looked at two asset classes. We looked at hedge funds and at and at um, individual stocks, and um, we created both of those indices. Actually, we also have the Hypatia Women Hedge Fund Index, which outperforms. I think the public company CEO index and and the public company and the ETF, which are you know different things. I think they're a more pure measurement of the female factor, but to create a product that allows women, people, investors to invest in the female factor in public companies, it had to be what's called a 40 act product, right? An ETF or a mutual fund. These are highly, highly regulated securities because they're for every investor. Right. A hedge fund, on the other hand, is not a highly regulated security and it can only be sold to extremely wealthy people, right? The minimum investment is $100,000. So $100,000, presumption is that that investor can accurately decide if the risk is appropriate for them. Right. Whereas in a public security, straight on the New York Stock Exchange, you know, we have a regulatory environment that on some level protects the small investor. Right. So that was, it's much harder, takes longer, more expensive, et cetera. And we had never done one. So it was a steep learning curve. So go back to what um, Hypatia Capital does across the board, right? So people can really understand. So Hypatia Capital is about investing in women and leadership. Yeah. And we were formed that way 15 years ago. And we started in the M&A and private M&A world and moved into the private equity world. We held 16 events called the Private Equity CEO Roadmap Seminar. And we would bring in CEO level women to a small seminar with sitting private equity company CEOs who are women and private equity partners who are female as well. And the idea would be get the people in the room, right? right. That need to know each other, that need to both the private equity partners for them. It was great to meet A, the CEOs and be the CEO level people because it would give them so much uh, industry insight and people to call on when they're looking at companies and potentially leading them. And then from the CEO level women who were thinking, okay, is my next step going to be in the privates or in publics? How do I get to know the people that make those decisions? So, so we did that 16 times, oh, you know, seven or eight years. And, and we really built up quite a amazing network of female CEOs. Have you CEO seen levels. that amount of by the year increase, decrease, or stay, stay the same? Of women, because you know, for the most part, women are finding companies, and they're more in the small business area and getting venture capital. But you know, when you get up to private equity levels and those kinds of exits, et cetera, it's you know, you don't you're not seeing as many women, right? So private equity doesn't disclose its gender composition, and I I do think (laughs) shocking, but I do think it's probably similar to publics. And and the fact of the matter is that you know, there's Twice as many women CEOs percentage-wise today is when we started, right? We started, right. it was at 4%, now we're at 8 9%. There's more women CFOs. There's more women presidents, I mean, of, of divisions. I think that women have made progress. I don't think that the, the progress has been zero. But it is true that I think, I don't have the factual data here, but it seems to me, from what I see in the market, that Women who leave the corporate environment today do not necessarily exit the market. 
they often leave the corporate environment to try to start a company that they see a need for. So, exactly. so I think there's there's more alternatives. I'm always I'm an eternal optimist. So, so I see everything definitely with a glass house yeah. full. So I think that we have more options today. No, I agree. I think I think we keep seeing all of these reports like women leaving, you know, corporate jobs and et cetera. But it's like they don't go on to say what they're doing. They're not they're right. not like leaving a massive C-suite thing in their like 40s. Be like, I'm just going to go be a housewife. No, they're like starting companies because they're just seeing where, you know, that there's a glass ceiling that's really does apply to them and they're tired of it. And it's like, why am I the one who's always being asked to get coffee, even though I'm a C-suite? I think I can definitely say that that was part of the reason I started Hypatia is yeah. because it was around that, you know, part in the career where you really start seeing women fall off the cliff. Yeah. And sadly, usually it, they, it happens at a promotion time when they don't get promoted and somebody else gets promoted who's usually younger. And you know, yeah. there's a whole adage of way less experience. Promoted, yeah. We get promoted on performance and men get promoted on potential. Yeah. And what that really translates into is you're, you know, let's say a 40 year old woman and a 35 year old guy who doesn't know as much as you gets promoted over you and you quit. This is something that I think um, many, you know, you know, many women have experienced. Yeah, the majority. All of them that are not CEOs right now, for the most part. You right. Know? So I think that now the alternative, I think women are really seeing, okay, there's there's other things out there for me. And so that makes it also more attractive. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So let's get back into the, um, the ETF. Okay. What is it called? WCEO is the ticker and it's Hypatia Women's I love it. And had you, you've never done an ETF before, right? No, this was my very, uh, this is Hypatia's first yeah. ETF. Right. I mean, so I'm sure with regulations, et cetera, that was like a lot of work behind it, it uh, you know, from Yeah, there. but, you know, we used really good partners. So what we said is, since this is new for us, well, let's go out and get the top partners in the industry so that we have an outsourced model so that every single risk that we can cover is covered by using an experienced uh an experienced company for that part. So for example, our index calculation is done by Wilshire, a huge you know, money manager in LA. Our lead market maker is Citadel, you know, of Citadel fame right now. We use Brown Brothers Harriman as our custody. So we really have all the different components of that ETF are um, are being are utilizing top top service providers, which right. I think you know, helped us get approval really for, you know, or at least get our documents approved by the regulators. And so if I want to go buy it, right. <laughs> and I, you know, look, it's like very well known that women are not as much in the stock market as they should be. Right. You know, there's a lot of focus on investing in female founders and women getting together and investing in them or crowdfunding, you know, or maybe you have some kind of, you know, money market fund or a financial advisor that helps you once in a while, but like, you know, tell us how, if I want to, you know, instead I don't have $25,000 to invest in a female founded company 
or part of an SPV, special purpose vehicle, where I can put in 5,000 or 2,500, which we've talked a lot about on this podcast. What we have not talked a lot about is how do you invest in the stock market and what that means. You know, you said, you know, an ETF and exchange traded fund. And so it's a, it's a combination of a bunch of different companies that are all CEOs by women, but like, how do I go there? Like, what do I do if I just want to do it myself? So the easiest way is to open up a brokerage account at any of the many, right? right. It could like be a Fidelity. Trade, Fidelity, yeah. Robinhood, and you put cash in to your account and then you buy it. You go, you right. click, you put in ticker symbol WCEO. Yeah. Say I want to buy a thousand shares or a hundred shares or whatever is right for your portfolio. And it's immediately executed. And, and yeah. the, the truth is that, you know, today in starting out, most of your portfolio should be in equities. I mean, that is a- Should be in what, sorry? In equities and public equities. Yeah. That's what one should be investing in. Yeah. And therefore, why have 90% of your portfolio be male CEOs, yeah. right? If you buy SPY, if you buy the S&P 500, which is what you, know, you should, one should be buying well-diversified, you know, funds. That's right. diversification is the only free lunch in investing. So if you're going to have a, a fund that has, you know, over hundred stocks in it, the only one you can buy that's going to be a hundred percent women is the WCEO. And if you buy the SPY, it's going to be 95% men. Right. So if you want to per, so if you want your, what does the SPY stand for? Sorry. SPY. Uh, S&P 500. Why is it? What's with the so Y? It, uh, it's, it, it was the first ETF ever made. I, I think there was. State yeah. Street Spider. I'm not sure why the why, but it's okay. that's what it is. It's okay, got it. A, Sorry, it's a broad market. So basically, think of it this way: if you if you believe in equality, right? I believe in equality. Yeah, world 50 50. That's the world I want to see. I don't want to see a world that's 100 percent women CEOs either. Exactly. Yeah, I want balance. 100, you know, 50 50. I can do that today with you know one trade. Right. That's amazing. This, this is something that could not have been done in 2022. But in 2023, the WCO allows every investor to balance their portfolio from a gender balance their portfolio. From the leader, leader, leader Why couldn't sector. it be done in 2022? There is no fund that invested in women's CEOs. Oh, I get it. I say, I'm, <laughs> I get what you're saying. I, I mean, you, you could have bought individual stocks. Yeah. You could buy individual stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then how would you balance it? You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you launched Plus, January 9th, 2023. That Sorry, I thought you meant there was a regulation or something that changed. Oh, okay. The, the no. reason we could do it is because we launched the WCO. Right. So when I was talking about earlier why I was going to have her on and she was like, well, we got to get this done. We have to get this done first. And then when Patricia and her team called me and said, okay, now this is what it is. I was very excited to be able to tell everybody about it because- you know, like I said, you know, this and why I started the Justice Department in this podcast is, you know, unapologetically to make women rich. And you can only do that by, you know, giving each other business and really helping investing in each other, buying each other's products, hiring each other, you know, and um, this is such a great way, especially when it's still 
basically in the patriarchal system, right? But it's also what it's doing is acknowledging that that's not going away immediately and acknowledging that you can and you can support these women in a way because when you're in a publicly traded company, you become a CEO, like all your board is looking at is what the stock price is, right? <laughs> not all, but like it's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. And if you're current, you know, investing in something like this and supporting it and putting more and more money in it, then there's a lot more um, just general investment into women CEOs, right? And their performance. We And we really believe that women CEOs perform. So to the extent that, that it's proven, that people can see that, that yeah. people can actually look at that investment and say, okay, there is performance here. It is more likely that more women will get promoted to be CEO. Yeah, because that whole issue of risk, right? It, it de-risks the female factor as well, and we see that as a huge potential impact of this. So, right? what was the reaction to like the investment community, et cetera, when you guys launched? So we have been incredibly, you know, the specialized press has been very, very supportive. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a dozen articles out there saying how this is creative, groundbreaking, nobody thought of it. ETF.com has nominated us. You know, ETF.com is a, gives out the awards for the industry. And we've been nominated for best thematic ETF of the year at ETF awards on May 2nd, 2023. I don't know. You know we, we're in some really steep company there. So I don't know if we're going to win, but, but we were nominated for that award. So we're very proud of that. And the, so we're very grateful. Bloomberg's been incredibly, you know, excited and supportive about what we're doing. Betify as well. I mean, the industry names are there. You know, people are looking at what we're doing. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, Business Week, Newsweek, uh, Bloomberg Business Week this weekend posted a, an article that was written about us saying how that we're outperforming the market. And it's had over 20,000 likes. Man. But if you look at the comments, it's by people who are very unsupportive. So it's really in <laughs> making snarky comments like, oh, two months, you know, my dog can outperform the SPY in two months. And and of course, it, we're not saying that two months proves the point. We're right. saying we have a belief that this is going to pan out over right. the long term. And we did create a back test, which we turned into an index, which gives a lot of outperformance. Right. I know. I always say too, it's like, look, the only way to prove that the world will be a better place when women make as much money as men is for us to make as much money. And then we'll see, you know what I mean? That's a great point. That's a great point. (laughs) I love it. Like the only way to prove me wrong is for us to have money. And at that point, good for us. Um, This is awesome. I'm well, I'm really excited about it. As I told you after I was immediately going to put my kids have their own little investment accounts. They just turned 10 yesterday. So, you know, they're, they've put money in it and they're going to, you know, continue, you know, when, and me as well, but like, you also have to get this to all different um, financial managers, et cetera, right? So one thing that you can do as a listener when you have a financial manager, if you can't, if you don't, you know, you aren't managing your stocks, et cetera, and buying equities yourself, but you have somebody doing it for you is to tell them about it and tell them that you want to be in it because that's your right. You know, it's your money. You should put it wherever, you know, look, it's, it's, um, doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> right? They're like, it's, it's your money. So 
And it'd be great to get more and more of them behind this. What's another way that people can be supportive and, and get the word out? So the most important is to actually is to, to contact your financial advisor. If you aren't on our mailing list to get on our mailing list and we send out, you know, information twice a week on who's in our portfolio, what different analysts are saying about it and spread the word, spread the word and then spread the word on social media because it is important for this uh, product to get scale so that it can also be on the major platforms of the United States. So an ETF will not be accepted on a platform in the major distributors like think uh, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch until it reaches a, a certain size, which is usually $100 million. Yeah. And so it's really important that this needs to grow organically by individuals or people with advisors who are telling their advisors, I want to buy this because, you know, your, your JP Morgan advisor will execute the trade for you. Like yeah. you said, if you, if you, if you call them, um, but they won't call you and tell you necessarily that it exists because it's not on the JP platform. So the idea is for it really to grow organically by women telling other women about it, investing what they think is appropriate for their portfolio so that then it can get on the large platform where there's huge also pockets of wealth and it can really start being a force in the market and a force for having women be really taken seriously in that CEO uh, in, in that CEO promotion. Right. Amazing. Uh, it's so exciting. And I'm really happy that we finally got to have this talk and chat and you get to share everything with everybody. And, you know, we can't have you all day because you're out there trying to make money for women CEOs. Um, but anyway, can we, though, you know, the one, the one question that I always ask everyone at the very end of the podcast is what is the worst advice you've ever received? The worst advice in this specific investing advice I ever received was from a boyfriend I had once who told me not to max out my 401k for, I, I don't remember the reason he gave me, but that was just the worst advice I ever got. All I have to say is listen to Sally Krachek when she says invest early. That yeah. is the best advice you can get. Invest early, hopefully in the WCEO so that you'll be investing in women, but whatever, invest early and never listen to somebody who says don't invest and take the money that your company's giving you for free in your 401k. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I got the I got that same advice. And I was like, Oh, my God, what an idiot. I, I took it. But you know, that's why I do this. I do it. It's like, not because like, be like me. It's like, don't be like me half the time. Like, <laughs> listen to my guests this is advice for women by women. You know, it's like, I already have my daughter who's 10 investing in the market. And she's like, really thinking about things. And you know what I mean? And she gets to like, see, what things go up and down, you know what I mean? And it's like such a great experience and a great learning lesson, you know? So um, appreciate it so much. So if people want to find you, how do they do that? So the website is www.wceoetf.com. You, you can see our whole portfolios there. Uh, we're a transparent ETF, our contact information, sign up for our newsletter and invest. And what about Hypatia Capital and everything else you all are doing? How do they find you? So that is HypatiaCapital.com and it's the same newsletter for both, but, um, and our contact information. And we love to hear from, we love to hear from everybody actually. I love and it. We, you know, we're really supportive of trying to be helpful wherever we can. Yeah. 
Well, I am so glad you're doing this. And I'm so glad it's done by a woman who founded the company instead of like, you know, some, um, you know, a company that, you know, put some women in charge and really everything is going up to, you know, because they could have done this, right? And if they would have seen it, the opportunity, and I'm really glad it's like benefiting women all around the full circle of it. Thank you so much for coming on here. And for everybody listening, thank you for tuning into this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice.